podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. Got a very special episode for you today. We've got Kyle from Coy's News. Uh, thanks, a, thanks for having massive, us on. Yeah, he's a massive Tottenham fan. Uh, how are you going, mate? You okay? Yeah, not bad at all, mate. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? Yes, yeah, all good. But apart from supporting Everton, I'm okay. But, uh, <laughs> you could say the same about supporting Spurs at the moment as well. So yeah. uh, there is a bit of there's a few that. similarities, like isn't there? But obviously, we're at the wrong end of the table compared to you. But yeah, I, I saw something on Twitter this week about Spurs and Everton both being the worst run clubs clubs in the league at the moment. Um, we have the shadow of of other clubs that play in red over us as well, yeah. don't we? So, <laughs> of course, it, of course. Unfortunately, like unfortunately, yeah, I, I think our season is worse than this year by um, what our rivals are doing in London. They're having a good season. We can't hide from it. No, um, and it's yeah, it's, it's it's tough. It's a tough year for us, and I think for you guys as well. Well, you got to think about what we've been through in the last five years. We watched Liverpool win every possible trophy available. Yeah, that must while, be painful. While we've just been sinking basically at the same time so yeah we'll forget about them though <laughs> for pause, sure for sure pause, pause the shot. you're allowed to swear as well if you want to swear great yeah. to hear great to hear Mark yeah so basically just your th- the thoughts on your season so far I mean from an outsider looking in it looks like it's been up and down uh lots of manager turmoil and stuff like that just give us your thoughts on your season yeah so far. it's it's a good question I think it's interesting because from an outsider if you look at the table and maybe the headlines with Spurs we it might seem that we're not doing as bad as perhaps we are. You know, we're, we're sat in fourth at the moment, at one point off third. Um, had we won against Southampton last last weekend or a couple of weeks ago, we, we'd have been up in third. So on the surface, you might think actually they're, they're doing all right. Um, you know, as soon as you start digging, you realise actually we're, we're in a lot of trouble um, and, the, and the table doesn't really reflect where we are. I think if you, if you take a, if you go back a year, uh, Conte came in and he, he he took us forward as a club. We progressed a lot. We played good football. He got us in the top four last season, which which no one expected, to be honest. Um, and, you know, we were flying. And I think we, we we made a few signings over the summer, which on paper looked like good signings. Richarlison obviously being one of them, who I'm sure we'll cover in, in yeah, a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, start of this season, we were optimistic. I, I wouldn't say any Spurs fan thought we were going to win the league. I don't think we, we, we'd say we'd go that far. But, you know, we finished fourth last year and playing well. Good signings. We, we thought we would we would push on. And, and realistically, we, we've gone backwards. Um, we're sitting in fourth at the moment. But with, with games in hand, we're kind of net sixth, net, se- net seventh. Um, you know, we've got Liverpool and, and Newcastle around us. Man United above us. Top four's looking unlikely. Um, we've got no manager. Our director of football's been arrested because he's all sorts of dodgy stuff going on with Juventus. Daniel Levy is is nowhere to be seen at the moment, and our owners in the Bahamas. So, from a Spurs <laughs> from a Spurs point of view, from a fans point of view, with it, it it's it's a low point, I, I would say. Um, there's a lot of reports saying they're about to the boost the price of our season ticket as well, which which isn't going to go down well. So. Yeah, it's not all what it seems. You look at the table, I'm sure you, you know, you'll know you happily swap places with us. But, um, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah, but just a little bit. Exactly. But there, there is a lot going wrong at the club at the moment and, you know, we need to sort it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, what do you think it is then? Because from an outsider, I mean, 
there's a lot of scousers who who don't really care about England, but I do. I'm one of them. I actually I look forward to watching England. Harry Kane's for me is absolutely amazing. You got Young Min Son, you got Richardson, who for me we'll come on to him later. Is is brilliant. Kulusevski, mm-hmm. great player. Mm-hmm. What what is it? Is it is it the defense? Is it the goal? Because for me, as again as an outsider, I don't think Hugo Lloris is a, is a very good goalkeeper. Personally, he's, I don't. He's, he's he's past it. You're not wrong. Yeah. He's uh he he's been declining for a couple of seasons now. He was you know five six seven years ago. He was a fantastic goalkeeper, and I think you know he's finally got to a point now where it's it's time for us to replace him. And I think you know we've got two main problems. Our, our defense is woeful. That the bottom line is we've got one fantastic centre back in in Romero. Um, he is a bit of a a nut job. He'll get yeah. you. A, he'll, he'll get a yellow card every game. And he's he is a, a walking. Of, he's a walking he, yellow card. He's he? a walking yellow card. And honestly, recently he's been a walking red card as well. But compared to our other defenders, you know, if we if we start doubting his his ability, we're in trouble because he is he is and will be a top class centre back. But but next to him we've got well, we've got nothing. We've got Eric Dyer who. You know, is it? Let's be honest. He's he's a, he's a bang average centre back, um, but he's probably the best of the bunch. What else we've got? We've got Dave Sanchez, Tanganga, who you know they'll struggle to get in Everton's team with respect. Yeah. Um, Longley, Clement Longley, we've got on loan. He's he's been a disaster. And then our wing backs. Um, you know, we've signed a new fella in January from from Sporting. He looks good, but it's it's still early days. Um. Emerson Royale, who had a shocking... He's just got injured, hasn't he? Hasn't he yeah, just got injured? Emerson Royale is, is, is injured again. Um, he, he had a shocking start to the season, Emerson. He, he's just he, he's, he's improved, in fairness to him. He has, he's got better, but he's not, he's not fantastic. And then on the other flank, we've got Perisic, who, again, everyone thought would be a fantastic signing. You know, he's experienced. Conte loved him. He's played with him before. He's, he's been disappointing. Um, he's, he, I think he's just too old for the Premier League, to be honest. Um, I, thought he'd a lot, I thought he'd scored a lot more goals, Perisic. He's always yeah, been a bit of a goal scorer, hasn't he? Exactly, and he, he scored his first goal for the club last week at Southampton. Yeah. So he, he's been disappointing. Sessegnon, Ryan Sessegnon is he is appalling, to be honest with you. Really, really, really poor. And he, what he was about another... um, Spence? Is it Jed Spence? We loaned him? him. We loaned him out. He was, um, yeah. you know, Conte made it quite clear that it wasn't a signing he wanted. He, he looks promising. He's a good young. You know, wing back. Yeah. Again, another signing in the summer, which we looked at and thought on paper that's a great signing, and he's been shipped out. So, defensively, we're all over the place, mate. And uh, you know, you look at our record of how many goals we've conceded. It it reflects that. Yeah, that's what I always get the impression with um, Spurs. It's I don't know whether you'd agree with this, but from an Evertonian's point of view, once we concede or something bad happens to us, everybody's head seems to fall off, and 100%. that's what I see with Spurs. It just it seems to ripple through the team of just. I think that's what Conte was trying to say, wasn't he? In his um, when he went on that crazy yeah, rant and I think his... you know on on Conte's rant, I think Spurs fans watched that and actually agreed with what he said. I think you know yeah. for far too long the players haven't taken any responsibility. You know we lack leaders in this team. We, we we lack that grit to kind of get get results over the line. I think where Conte let himself down is as a manager, you, you perhaps don't say that. You you know when you go into a press conference, you protect your players. You you protect you know, the club and, and you take responsibility. Otherwise, you're going to fall out with, with the with the club. And that's what's happened. The minute he started slating the players, you you know, that's time, you know, game over. You don't go I think that's what and... he was trying to do. He was basically saying, sack me. I think you, you could be right. And, and and on Conte, he's had a tough season. He, he's lost two of his very, very close friends, uh, have, have died sadly throughout the season. He's 
he's had a he's had surgery he, he was quite ill a couple of months ago where he, he took some time out and his family are based in Italy so you know he's had a tough season personally um and I think he probably realized that you know Tottenham wasn't wasn't the job for him probably a, a while back um he's contracted until the summer and I think everyone kind of hoped that maybe we we we'd part um part in the summer on on amicable terms and we we haven't quite got there but I think from from a Spurs perspective, we just want a manager that that wants to be at the club. You know, we want a manager that wants to take responsibility and and wants to to build a project and you know be honoured to to have the job. And I think our, our previous managers in Conte and Mourinho and you know they look at at Tottenham and almost act as if they're they're bigger than us. And I think that's what's not gone down yeah. well with the fans. They they almost act as if we're doing them a favour by by employing them. And saying, look, if you if you're not happy with how we play, you can sack me. And I think that's where we've lost lost touch with the manager and what needs to be that needs to kind of be a big focus when we when we get the replacement in. Do you think it's I suppose there's a bit too much pressure to win a trophy? You, you're you not wrong. The man, you know, the managers feel I know because we've gone. Well, God, can't even nearly thirty years now without winning anything. And yeah, it's, well, it, I mean, it's like it's a massive monkey on our back that we need to get 100%. off basically. 100% and what it's been 15 years for us now 2008 was our last trophy and I think you can sense the panic within the club about the trophies I, I, a lot of people say Daniel Levy only cares about the money and, and top four and I, I actually disagree with that I think he cares a lot about fans perspective I think that's his main he wants to keep the fans happy um, I think in the past you know he, he's changed over time Levy I think in the past he was money driven I think he is still money driven to an extent. He, he is a businessman, but now you know he's desperate to to win that trophy to get the fans off his back, and you can see that in his is in his appointments with the managers. You know, Mourinho yeah. came in that that was purely to win a trophy. Um, you know, they, there was no other reason to sack Mourinho rather than to other than to try and get him in and, and win a trophy. And the same with Conte. You know, we we we've had a good squad the last five six years and won nothing and. You know, I think he looked at the squad and saw that our key players are getting older. Kane and Son are getting older. Obviously, Larice, as you touched on, is getting older. And I think Levy looked at it and thought, you know, we've probably got one or two seasons left to, to win a trophy with this squad. We need we need a big manager in. And it just hasn't worked. It just hasn't, you know, I don't know when we're going to win a trophy, to be honest. But it, just, it just hasn't it just hasn't clicked. And no. Um, and our, you know what our performances in, in the cup competitions have been have been atrocious, worse than, worse than in the league. Yeah, we've got a couple of generations of, of Evertonians now. We've got kids of their own who've never seen Everton win anything. Yeah. So, and when you've got the team over across the park who are winning absolutely everything, it it's is. Difficult, it isn't just it? Hurts, doesn't it? And and do you know what it is? I think if you go through a cup competition, take the FA Cup, the League Cup, for example, and if you get to a quarter semi final and, and get knocked out by City or Liverpool, uh, you know any of the big six, and at least you can sit back and say, you know what, fair play, we gave it a good crack, and yeah. you know that's fine. But you know, looking at Spurs, we we had Sheffield United in the in the round of sixteen in the FA Cup, and we 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 rotated our key players, Kane and Romero, on the bench, and we lost. And that I think that's where it, it's a kick in the teeth. It's like, how yeah. is that not? You know, why are we not going full strength? And how have we lost to Sheffield United? You know, we we should be all over the FA Cup. We're a we're a cup team. Would you, you rather finish fourth? Sorry, would you rather finish fourth or win the cup? I'll win the cup, hundred yeah. percent. I I'd take an FA Cup and finish fifteenth at this stage. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know far too many times we finish in the top four. And it, it, what what we're going to do? We're not going to win the Champions League. It's good. We we get a few good away days, and um, you know playing in Europe is brilliant. I can't understate it. But you know we want to we want to lift trophies. I think that's 
we got to a point now with Tottenham where we, we want to lift trophies and we're fed up of seeing, especially with us. I mean, I don't know how you've dealt it with Liverpool the last few years, but our one saving grace has been as shit as we've been. Arsenal have been worse the last 10 years. Yeah. And unfortunately this year, they're, they're looking odds on favourites for the title, which is just, you know, a, a disaster to be honest. So yeah, it, it's, we're fed up. I think it's time to, to win some trophies and, you know, get club and management and an owner that, that wants us to get there. Yeah, it just feels like listening to you talking, it's sort of like you're sick of just existing. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think that's what are, we yeah. feel like as fans. That's why there's a lot of protests going on at the moment to get Bill Kenwright out the club and stuff because he mm-hmm. seems to just be happy to keep us where we are. 100%. And when I say keep us where we are, I mean between 8th and 12th, we're, you know, we're below where we're supposed to be at the moment. But we're just yeah. sick of it now. We want. I just want to win. Me, personally, as an Evertonian. I'll do whatever yeah, it, it takes to win. It feels to me and... You know, I don't I don't follow Everton week in, week out, but it, it feels to me that you you boys just haven't haven't really pushed on the last ten years. You've just kind of, as you said, floated around in the same place and yeah. you've always had a few good players, but you've never you've never built on it and you've never, you know, undergone that project and built and no. built a good team and progressed up the table. So Well, we um, won the lottery and basically spent it on rubbish. Basically yeah. when we got Farad Mashiri who's our owner, we thought well, that's it, we've made it now and he bought like four number tens and I couldn't even tell you who you bought off the top of my head. I'd, I've no idea. No, exactly. Um, Nobody knows. As, as an outsider, <laughs> you must look at Everton and go, "What have they done? What have they done?" Because uh, they've done nothing. If I, you know, I, I went into FFP now. We're in under investigation. Well, I saw, I saw that you're under investigation. It looks pretty yeah. serious as well. I don't know. Yeah. You know, is that something that was a shock to Everton fans? Did you expect that, or where did that come from? For me personally, it's not a shock. Right, because I think. You know, but he said they'd lost. You're only allowed to lose 105 million over a three-year period or something. Everton said they'd lost yeah. 350 million, really, due, due to COVID. But nobody else had lost any money due to COVID. So it's crazy, it, isn't it? It does feel like mafia, uh, mafia stuff yeah, yeah. going on, gangsters or something. I don't know, but money laundering. Money but, laundering. Uh, it's, it's it's a weird one for sure. And you know, you you've sold a fair few few players for a, you know a good lump of cash. You know, we bought what was it 50 odd million for Richarlison. Yeah. Um. You know, you've got some money coming in, so I, you know, to to be at a loss of three hundred odd million over three years is it seems dodgy, doesn't it? It seems weird. Well, they sold Anthony Gordon and Richarlison for like a combined hundred million, and they still the book the accounts came out yesterday, and they're still in the red. It's crazy. Crazy. So wait, where's where's that money? Got? It's, I know we've got a new stadium on the horizon. We'll talk about Tottenham Stadium now because it's a running joke on our podcast. I went to. Spurs away last season when you battered us 5 0. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was just amazed. I wasn't really bothered in the end. I was just amazed by the stadium. So everybody takes the piss out of me on our podcast. Saying, <laughs> you haven't been to Tottenham Stadium, have you, Paul? But no, that is it. Uh, you must be proud of that. You've got to be proud of that stadium. Yeah, I am. I, and it's interesting, actually, because it it's a topic of debate amongst Spurs fans. And I, I personally don't, don't see why. There's a lot of I don't know if you how you pick it up through the media and stuff about you know the the perception of Spurs fans, but there's a lot of of people against our ownership. There's a lot of people that you know don't like kind of change, and there's a lot of people that honestly, if if they offered you our, a White Hart Lane back tomorrow, I think a lot of people would take it. Um, I personally disagree. I love the stadium. I think it's brilliant. I think you know in order to to take that step to become a big club, we needed to make the move. Um, yeah. It's a state of the art stadium. Every time an away fan visits, they say how kind of lucky we are and and how amazing the stadium is. So, you know, my view is we can't take that for granted. It's a, it's a brilliant stadium. It's a, yeah. it was a huge project, and you know we're we're up there with with 
the kind of the le- the leading stadiums in in terms of when it comes to leading clubs. Sorry, when it comes to infrastructure and stadiums, and that's where you want to be, right? When it when it comes to to progressing as a football club. But I think you know the flip side is, and and Maurizio Pochettino before he left the club had a, he had a really good quote and something something along the lines of, you know, you can have a fantastic house, but if you've got furniture from IKEA inside, yeah. um, you know, what's the point? And yeah. I think that's that's where the frustrations lie. I, I wouldn't say anyone dis, properly dislikes the stadium. The stadium, you know, it's brilliant. Everyone can it see that. But I think, I think, I think the picture is that you know we've got this fantastic stadium. We've got a fantastic training ground, but you know we win, we win, fuck all, and you know we're, we're not performing on the pitch. And I think everyone kind of says, and we're getting a bit fed up now that actually the the the, the priority needs to be the eleven players on the pitch and and winning trophies and. You know whether we do that at our local park or a, in a sixty thousand seat stadium. Yeah. At this stage, we don't really care. I think, you know, we need the stadium, and we don't want to take it for granted. And you know, act spoil. It's it's a fantastic facility, but Spurs fans are they see through this? They they, they want to win, and that that's pretty much the bottom line at this point. Yeah, I say the same thing. It's funny you should say that because Everton have got a new stadium on the riverfront being constructed yeah, so now. I've seen it, yeah. it looks fantastic, like but. I've said on these podcasts when I've gone on a few rants, I'd rather play in our back garden, which is not exactly. a very big back garden, than <laughs> playing a new stadium with great players. I'll stay at Goodison for the rest of my life. I don't care. As yeah. long as we win and win trophies. I, you sound very similar in fan bases that you're just ready for success I think, now. I think that's it. I think, you know, if you look at what football's about, it's it's about winning. And, you know, when you're in a lower division, it's about progressing through the divisions. And when you get to the Premier League, other than say three, four, five clubs, it's not about survival. It's about actually climbing the Premier League and and getting up to the top and getting in Europe. And you know you can't you can't fix things overnight. But if you look at Tottenham over the last ten years, we you know we we you know ten twelve years ago we were finishing around eighth seventh position every season. We've you know we got into the Europa League right. We we got into the Champions League. You know, 2019 we got to the Champions League final. 2017, 2016 we were right up there at the top of the league. And it, it didn't quite happen for whatever reasons. We didn't quite, you know, get that that final final step and win the trophies. And since then, last three, four seasons, we've gone backwards. And, you know, I, I, I if comparing us to Everton, I know we're in a better position, right? You guys are having a difficult season. You're, you're down the bottom and I'm sure you'd love to trade places. But for Tottenham fans, it's a very similar feeling. You know, we're, we're sinking from, from first down to sixth, seventh. You know, yeah. whilst it's not a huge problem for the club we're not at risk at relegation it's still that sinking feeling where we're, we're just going backwards and we're treading water and you know there are similarities with, with you guys you, you're just you know slightly behind in the, in the pecking order down the table but you still want to progress and get up into those European positions and you know there's no you look at clubs like Brighton and Newcastle are a bit different obviously they've had that takeover but Brighton Brentford they're playing great football they're they're, they're in the top half they're they're sniffing around that top six and you know my head that's where Everton should be that's you know you yeah. should be right up there and and you know challenging for those European places and, and you're just not at the moment and you well, know we're miles I, off it we are absolutely yeah. miles off it I mean, and what, what's the reason like looking at your I, season this year why, this why season, is, it, is it goals or defence I think it's everything. everything it's just yeah. not we put all our eggs in one basket for Dominic Carl-Lewin who's just his body's just completely alone. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask about that because yeah. every every time I look at Everton playing at the weekend, I look to see who's starting, and Calvert Lewin's nowhere to be seen. Is he just? Well, he played against Arsenal be... when we beat them one 0 and he was mm-hmm. brilliant. And we haven't seen him since. Now he didn't even get carried off; he just walked off. But that's it with Calvert Lewin. Whatever's going on, I think that injury he got at the beginning of last season 
has been a, it's just he's never been able to get over it. Uh, I think most of the fans have just wrote him off now. Just stop talking about him. It's just gotta accept that that's just the way it is. But he got ne- Frank Lampard. I mean, brought Neil Morpé and he was just one of the worst players I think I've ever really? seen. Really, is he? Is he? He's just atrocious. So now we got to Marty Gray up front, who's not a striker. Yeah, of course. And we've had to call Ella Sims back from Sunderland on loan to see well, you, if he can get us some goals. It just feels like you sold Richarlison and Gordon. Who you know, Richarlison bagged you goals. Gordon was a, a he was a young yeah. player, but he, you know, a talented player, and it feels like you never really. You know, replace them. Well, this is the FFP stuff. We we had to sell them. Yeah, we had to show the Premier League. Listen, there's we've got money there, so we yeah. couldn't afford to buy anyone else. That's how much trouble we're in. That makes so, sense. Anthony Gordon as well is it a bit of a sub. I don't. I think ninety nine point nine percent of Evertonians are waiting goodbye. We weren't interested in them. Yeah, stuff going on behind the scenes that not a lot of fans liked. So. But he, he, he said something, didn't he? I read a comment, which I'm not an Everton fan, but it didn't sit well with me. And it was something about, you know, him him not getting any goodbye from Everton. As he, he he said he saved you from relegation or yeah. or something like that. And then, you know, didn't get any any thank you. And I was kind of like, well, it's not something you say, is it? Whether it's true was, or uh, not, I don't know. It was but... Jordan Pickford, I think, who saved us from relegation. Andrew Charlton. That, if you'd ask most Everton, it was, it was them too. Obviously, Calvert-Lewin scored in that goal that kept us up. But... Uh, just want to talk about Harry Kane. I mean, sure. do you feel like this is his last season at Tottenham? Uh, no, I don't. No, no because uh, obviously he's got one year left on his deal, um, on his, on his contract, and I think Daniel Levy won't 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 sell him this this summer for a for a for a rubbish price. I think you know there are three options with Kane. The first option is he, he signs a new deal. My view is that's highly unlikely. Uh, you look a couple of seasons ago, he, he openly wanted to move to City. We know, we know he's been looking elsewhere. Um, I think he'll want to stay in England. I think he wants to break Shearer's record. I think that's a you know a big personal yeah. target of his. I don't see him going abroad. Um, but I don't yeah. think he's going to sign a new deal. I think it's possible. I, I think it's more possible than perhaps people think. Um, you know, I think there is a chance he'd sign a new deal. But if we finish outside the top four this season and we don't have a good manager coming in, I can, you know, I think it's unlikely. Which leaves two options: he either goes this summer or he goes next summer. And this summer, for him to go, it's going to cost any club a hundred million quid. That's the bottom line. And you know, you've got to look around at, at the Premier League clubs. It's only really Man United who are going yeah. to be in for him. Um, and are they going to pay a hundred million quid for for a thirty-year-old with one year left in his contract? They might do. I don't think they will. You know, a hundred million quid will get you that that Aussie man from from Napoli, who's a lot yeah. younger and and a talented player. So I, I don't, you know, I could be wrong. They may well come in for him. It wouldn't shock me if City sniff around. I know they've got Haaland. Um, they they were desperate. Pep loves Kane. They were desperate for Kane a few few years ago. Um, you know, I think Haaland and Kane could actually play in the same team. Kane plays more of a, a, a as a cam for us anyway. Um, so it's unlikely, but it wouldn't surprise me if they come sniffing. But I still don't think they'd offer a hundred million. And we all know what Daniel Levy's like. He, he won't he won't sell for less than hundred million, and he, he'll happily run the contract down. Not happily. Well, I say happily. He won't happily run the contract down, but he will not negotiate on hundred million. So he will he will he would rather keep Kane for another year, try and persuade him to sign a deal, and then worst case scenario lose him on a free next summer, than sell him for less than. 90 to 100 million this summer, I think. Um, but if you, if Man United do come in and, you know, go all guns blazing and say 100 million quid, we'll, we'll accept it and he's off. So it's an interesting one. 
Yeah, how would it be? How would it be received in the fan base if he was to leave? Would it be a case of well, you give us? He has been quite loyal, hasn't he? So yeah, it, would you say? He, do you think he deserves a move? You personally, do you think he deserves a move? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone can. I don't think anyone can sit here and say that if Kane wants to leave, that's a that's an unfair decision. He's been at the club for ten years. He's other than that slight wobble with with that city city move. He's um he's been loyal to us. He's He's the reason we're in the position we are now. Um, he scored, you know, 20, 25 goals every season for the last eight, seven seasons. Yeah. So, you know, if he turned around this summer and said, you know what, I want I want bigger things, I think we'd all say, you know what, mate, fair enough. You know, as fans, we all want bigger things as well. And unfortunately, we can't move to another club, but but you can. And if you want to go and win trophies, you know, fair play to you. We, we haven't matched his ambition. I think that's the bottom line. He wanted... He, you know, he wants nothing more than to win trophies at Tottenham. I, I truly believe that. But if we're not going to win any trophies, and if, if none are on the horizon, then he'll he'll put his career first. And it's hard to say, you know, it's hard to say otherwise. It's it, it's a fair enough decision. I think, you know, Spurs fans would receive that quite well. Yeah, you're not going to do a Saul Campbell and move to Arsenal, is he? Well, yeah, that, if he does <laughs> that, then mate, he's he's yeah, yeah. That, that's not going to go down well, is it? But no, um, no chance. I can't he wouldn't that. do that. I, I think no. he he'd go. To, I think he would go to United. Um, he, he'd obviously said he'd go to City, and it's a very similar move than going to United. So I think Madrid he, would look maybe look to replace Benzema with him, potentially. Um, but then that's the thing. I don't think he'd. I don't think he'd move abroad. I generally don't. He's he's grown up in in Chingford, just outside of Tottenham. He's got four young kids. He's got his yeah. wife. He's he that record as well, like you said before. It, it? I yeah. think it's the record. He wants Shearer's record. You know, if he's going to retire with with not many trophies, if any, you know, the personal accolades for him are going to be huge. And if he can become that that all time goal scorer, and you know, he's ticked off the Tottenham box. He's our all time leading goal scorer now. He's done done England as well. If he can do the Premier League, you know it's not the same as winning a Premier League or a Champions League, but it is up there for a personal record, and I think he'll be looking for that for sure. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of Harry Kane. Me personally, like as an outsider, as an England fan as well, I am a massive fan of Harry Kane. It, like. It's good to hear because it's for me. It's always strange. A lot of fans don't like him. I'm sure you know that, and yeah, a lot of fans. I, I think now it's personal. People... It's, it's personal with a lot of fans because of the way he speaks and stuff in it. Yeah, exactly. You know, he speaks like a mong. They all say, and a, a, a lot, a lot <laughs> yeah. of players say. Um, a lot of fans, you know, fans that say this. I, I, I just don't speak about football with them. But you know, there are there are people today that still don't rate him as a player, which is which is Ow. ridiculous. Ow. Um, exactly. And uh, I think you know he gets a lot lot of stick from from fans. Uh, it, there are certain players I get it right. Take Deli Ali for example. Opposition oh, fans hated God, him, yeah. and I got I, I got that right. You, you know, when he was scoring for Spurs, I loved him, but. From an opposition point of view, I get I get not liking players like Deli Ali, Richarlison as well. He's he's kind of marmite, isn't he? You love him, I he, he, he wants you to either love or hate him. Though. Exactly, That's his, his personality. Exactly, and and I get you know what I get that. But with Harry Kane, I, I just I've never understood opposition fans not liking the man. He's he's a top professional. He's you know he's he's the the kind of the model athlete. He's he's smashing the all world, his personal records. Exactly, um, but you know he 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 can't win everyone over and. Unfortunately, you know when he puts uh, the penalty over the bar against France for England, that just that just yeah. fuels everything, fuels it more, doesn't it, for for opposition fans? So no, it's a tough one. I, you know, he, he's a Tottenham legend. Whatever happens this summer, he, he's a Spurs legend, and he'll always be welcomed back at the lane if he does move on. But um, yeah, my view is he probably won't. I, I, if I had to put money on it, I think he'll still be here next year, but but not because he signed a new deal. Probably because you know Levy just has kept on kept hold of him for one more year. Yeah, 
just mentioned him there, Deli Ali. We won't we won't talk about him for <laughs> for long. Like, but what what do you think happened to him? My opinion That's is crazy. just he just he had too much too soon, and he just lost complete interest in crazy, football. That's what it? As a teenager, he was just so good. Is is people forget actually how good he was? His, his yeah. finishing, his movement. You know, he was he was scoring twenty goals, not even as a striker in the Premier League. At, you know, age nineteen, and we looked at him and thought, "Wow, this this boy is going to be a good player." Um, Do you think Mourinho and, on that documentary sort of has damaged him a little bit? Potentially, I feel like you know, with this, you can't blame anyone but Delhi. Like he no, he, he he got he got chances. He, he was play. It's not like he didn't get the game time. He was playing all the time. Um, you know, I always did think when he was scoring a lot of goals, and don't get me wrong, I'm not slaying him at all, but he was never a creative player. He, he never did. He had moments of magic. He was very skillful. But I always thought if he's not scoring every week, he doesn't he doesn't offer a lot. And then his goals started drying up and we and he just looked lost on the pitch, mate. And he just... Just work rates know, as well. He, yeah. I mean, just, especially for us last season, the position we were in, similar position now, we couldn't carry someone like Delhi. He just wasn't think, working hard enough. You know, that 2016 season was his best season with us. And we had a small pitch at White Hot Lane. And, you know, we had some machines around the pitch. We had Dembele and Wanyama in midfield. We had Ericsson who was putting the ball on a plate. We had Kane and Son. And I think in that team, he could afford to to be a bit of a passenger because everyone around him was carrying him. And, you know, his job was to put the ball in the back of the net. And he did that well. But as as we weakened as a team, his job became more important and he he probably didn't put the, the legwork in and, you know, he lost his place in the team. And then I think, you know, we thought there's still a player there, but what can we do with him? And he, he went out to Everton. And I think, you know, all Spurs fans, when he went to Everton, thought and hoped that he would he would come back. I thought, you know, when he moved to Everton, I thought that makes sense. You know, get him as the main man in. Lampard wanted him in, didn't he? Yeah. Get him as the main man in behind the striker. He'll score again. He'll be brilliant. And he just... Well, you know more than me, but he he, he never never kicked on, did he? And no, I think he had policy. one really good game for us, and that was the game where we avoided relegation in his yeah. policy. He came, yeah. he came on at half time, and he he was up for it. Like, and we thought yeah. when he come back next season, Delhi will be a different player. But yeah. pre season, I think Lampard basically said he's he's not putting her in the training. I I also come think it, this is where Everton. I'm I'm just suspicious of Everton now because we would have had to pay Spurs forty million if he played twenty games. Well, this is the thing, wasn't it? It was an interesting deal because it was it, it was payment depending on how much he was he was playing, wasn't it? So yeah. there is that side to it. But but then look, I mean, look at him, Besiktas now. They they don't want him. They've openly said that you know he's not part of the plans. And if he can't do it in the Turkish league, then you know yeah. he's never going to do it in the Premier League. And it's yeah, a shame. He's only selfies with Kim Kardashian's kids. Exactly, and everything it's now, crazy, yeah. isn't it? He's, yeah. yeah. He's he's only twenty six. I mean, he should be in that England squad. He should be at the peak of his game. And he's just, I I, I honestly don't think he'll ever bounce back, mate. I think that's him. That it could be yeah. him done. It's just, just such a shame. Yeah. Well, let's be. It is a shame. Richarlison. Then, I mean, as Evertonians, we all love Richarlison. He was our talisman last season. He he promised us that he'd keep us up, and he did. And we a lot of Evertonians laughed at the time, said we're we're, we're gone, we're finished. But he kept his promise, and he. He put performances in. He was playing injured with injections and stuff like that. What what's happened at Spurs? Do you, do the fans like him, or is it just is he a bit of a nuisance? A, I mean, it's a, it's a good question actually. I mean, I'll start by saying like, what do Everton fans feel like? You know, now he's moved on, and how how did that go down when he moved? And what's your perception on him now, being a Tottenham player? When he moved, it I think we all realised again 
with the finances the way they were that we had to sell someone and he was our biggest asset because Calvert Loon can't keep himself fit. Yeah. And Pickford, well, Pickford, Pickford. I don't think we could afford to sell him. Uh, yeah. So it was always going to be Richarlison. I think Rafa Benitez actually promised him a move when he came back from the World Cup. He won a gold medal. Mm-hmm. And I think he had a sit-down conversation said, we'll sell you at the end of the season, give us one more year. So I think most fans were like, yeah, he deserves his move. He'll play Champions League with Tottenham. But then on the flip side, we were like, how is he going to get in that Tottenham team? You got Son, think, you got Kane, that colour set. I think, I, think the, I think that's what the bottom line is. He hasn't had a good season. Um, he's the first to admit it. He, he said in the presser recently that, you know, I think his exact words were this season's been shit. And, you know, he's right. Um, he's been injured for a lot of the season, which, you know, it's not an excuse because he's had opportunities as well. But he has played been a lot of football. Lot of he has, exactly. He's played a lot of football. I think the, the problem is that. He's he's he he scored a couple of goals. He hasn't scored in the Premier League. He's he's scored a couple in the Champions League. He's looked good a few games, but the, this is, it was interesting because he seemed like a great signing. We've always struggled about having a backup striker because no one wants to come in and play with play behind Kane. But yeah. you know, Richarlison's made sense because he he is a striker, but he can also play on the left. He can kind of play anywhere across that front three. Is is what we thought and. He's just struggled to to come into the team, to be honest, mate. We 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 play a Conte plays a very set formation. He plays five five two three um, every week, you know. So he was only ever gonna he was never gonna play up front because Kane will start every every game. Yeah. Um. So he was only ever gonna play off the left or off the right. On the right, Kulusevski started the season really well and kind of nailed down that position, which meant there was only that position on the left really, and he he should have played a lot more. Son, you know. We won't touch on Son, but Son's had an appalling season. He's only he has, scored yeah. four or five it's goals. Gone under the radar. It's gone under the radar how poor he's been, hasn't he? he, he he's, he's been really, really poor, a shadow of himself from last year. You know, he won the, he won the Golden Boot last year. Um, this season, he's, he's only scored four or five. Um, Richarlison until, should... Until, until Monday. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll come on to Monday. But, uh, yeah. Richarlison should have started a few more games. There were games where Son was starting and everyone was like, well, how is Son still starting? You know, put, put Richarlison in. But... You know, when he has played, he hasn't he hasn't done much. He's and I don't know whether that's because of the system hasn't been brilliant. You know, we haven't played good football overall. We we rarely have the ball, to be honest. We sit back. You know, it doesn't it doesn't complement an attacker. But on the flip side, Kane scored twenty five goals. You know, he's he's proven it can be done. And Richarlison just hasn't really kicked on. But I don't think anyone's written him off. I think you know everyone can see there's a quality player there. Um, I think we've written off this season full stop, but you know, he'll be a Spurs player next year, no doubt about it. There's no way we'll entertain any bids from this summer. Um, and hopefully the new manager can get him playing again because he is a fantastic player, as you know. Yeah. But it's just about whether we can get him in that team with Kane. Obviously, for Brazil, he's he plays up front, he's their main man, he's fantastic for Brazil, and he just won't quite have that role for Spurs. You know, whilst we got Kane, he's never going to be that out and out striker. So it's about getting him a position where he can play well with Kane and Kulusevski and even Son if we're playing all four. And I don't think Conte really, really gave him the opportunity he perhaps deserved. And it'll be interesting to see now we now Conte's gone. Whether I think Richarlison's actually injured at the moment again, he's not going to be fit for Monday. I don't think. Um, but it'll be interesting to see this. You know, the rest of the season, how much game time he gets and what position he plays. I think it summed up a season when I seen that goal he scored where VAR took it away. I was just like... It's just such a quality finish. Yeah, just a ridiculous decision again. Yeah. You know, for me, I'm I'm 
I, I, I see both sides, but I, I hate VAR. I, I can't do VAR. I just, I can't for me, it. It, it, I, you know, I don't celebrate goals anymore. I, it, it really ruins it for me. Um, and that one with Richarlison kind of topped it off. He, you know, he buried that finish and everyone thought, you know, fuck me, what a player we've got. He's finally yeah. going to kick into form and, you know, that should be such a good springboard for him. And it was ruled out for a toenail and it was just like, ah, oh, again. Um, do, you find no, that he's, he's a, do you find that, because we did originally when he first signed for Everton, he's, he's a bit of a sulker. Do you find that he is a, yeah, a sulker? Yeah, he, he is a sulker. Is it, he uses it, I think he, he uses it as fuel, though. He mean. is, but but you know what, mate? I personally, I quite like that attitude. I think yeah. that there are far too many players at the club that are just quite comfortable. They don't really care if they're on the bench. They don't really care if they're playing. They'll they'll take their money and they'll they'll kind of just just plod about. And I think you know that's a big criticism of Spurs and and our recruitment that we we don't have players that that care and that sulk. And you know he cares. He he, he gets fucked off if he's not playing. He doesn't like being subbed. He and I and I like that. You know, and I, you know, as long as it doesn't get toxic and and really bad, I, I like that. I like that about him. Um, yeah. And he, he deserves to play. You know, he, he deserves to have chances. And we spent a lot of money on him, so you know, I, I I want him kind of more than anyone to properly get a run in the team and and kick on and score some goals for us. Yeah. Just before we move on to Monday, I forgot to ask you a question. Who would you like as your new manager next season? That's <laughs> a brilliant question. So. Um, I think the obvious one for us is is that that Nagelsmann who, who yeah. Bayern have just sacked. We, we wanted him a couple of years ago um, before he went to Bayern. He was top of the list and he, he opted for Bayern instead. Um, he's a young manager. He, he plays good football. He, he should be on board of the project. Um, he's openly said that he wants to come to England at some point. So, you know, a lot of people say, you know, the Madrid job might be there. He might choose Madrid over us. Yeah, Madrid's an attractive job, but England attracts a lot of people and none of the top six clubs at the moment are going to need a new manager this summer. So if he wants to come to England with the, with the obvious option, but it's going to be tough to get him in. Um, if we don't get him in, mate, we're, we're in a bit of trouble. Um, well, Pochettino, is there a clamour to get him back from the, in the fan base now? Yeah, there is. Me personally, no. Um, but a lot of Tottenham fans want him back. I'd, I'd say, I'd say if, if Tottenham fans had to rank who they want back, I think that Nagelsmann would be first and then Pochettino would be second overall. Yeah. I don't think it's a good appointment, honestly. I think we've got a worse squad than we did when he when he left. I think he would... I think any manager will come in and fail. Let me put that clearly. I don't think we're in a good position at all for any manager to succeed. But I think Poch, more than anyone, I think he, it's, it's not, he, he will 100% be our manager again one day, Pochettino. Just not so- 100%, without a doubt. You know, he's, he's still young. He'll be managing for the next 20 years. Without a doubt, he'll be back, but but not this summer. I, I don't think anyway. Um, a lot of people speak about De Zerbi, the, the Brighton manager. Um, you know, he's, he's had a great season and he's got a release clause this summer. So we may well look into that. And then another one is is Vincent Company. Now that's a risk, um, mm-hmm. but it's a name that's been touted about. He's done a great job with, with Burnley. Um you know, he's almost like a little Pep Guardiola in the way he plays. So I don't think we would get company, but it's it's a name which has been spoken about. Um, but yeah, no, my, my answer would be Nagelsmann. Um, but if we can't get him, then it's we're going to have to take a punt on someone and, and see what happens. Got Rafa Benitez, you know, he's out there looking for the job. <laughs> I'm all right, I'm all right, mate. <laughs> I'll pass on that. Well, Frank Lampard as well. No, uh, no, mate. Frank Lampard, what a shocking manager he's been. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um, yeah. yeah, we were all... Put under the spell by Frank Lampard. Nice man. 
terrible manager. Nice man. He just he just lost every week, didn't he? He couldn't get points. Yeah. He just really, no. really couldn't couldn't kick on. And yeah, he we'd be down now if he was still our manager. Now we we'd oh, be yeah. cut adrift. We'd be gone. He was out of his depth. He he couldn't get that team playing, and it's not an easy job. But he was never going to turn it around. So I think that was obvious for everyone. Yeah. So Monday night then under the lights of Goodison Park. Yeah. What you are you looking forward to it? Do you think you can get away? No. What? No. no, I'm not 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 looking forward to it, mate. I'm not looking. I don't like watching Spurs at the moment. You know, when it's an international break, it's a delight for us because we don't have to watch watch them each weekend. So, um, no, I'm I'm only joking. I, I like I want club football to be back. Um, you know, I always look forward to Spurs, but I don't I don't see us having a good game. It's a a night game at Goodison Park when you're kind of fighting for your lives on the bottom of the table. You you will be up for it. Um. And we are in a probably the worst position we've been in the last ten years in terms of not so much what we're doing on the pitch. Obviously, we're up there in in fourth place, but the the club as a whole is in a shocking point of view. And I don't I don't think you could have picked a better time to play us. Um, we've got eight or so injuries. We don't have a manager. We don't have a director of football. We we've got no vision on what's to come. That the players are are down. The fans are down. Um, I'd I'd be shocked if we we went. To that you sounds and, like and the, inner mo- the inner monologue of my of my head. That, <laughs> that's, that's basically Everton. Repeated what you said. Apart now, from we've got a manager. You know, every time we play, I, we've got good players, right? If if we if we get playing, we can play some seriously good football. But I think you've got while you've got Kane, you you've got a chance against yeah, anyone. But when you look at our defense, you know anyone's got a chance against us and. You you you'll score you'll score on Monday. That we won't keep a clean sheet, and it's just whether you know Kane can outscore you boys. And yeah, he likes Everton it. as well. He's another player who likes Everton. He does. He does score a score a lot against Everton. Yeah. But but no, you you know how we're going to set up. You know, for, if you, for a coach to do their analysis on Tottenham, it's, it's dead easy. You know, Conte's gone, but his assistant is now taken over with Ryan Mason, who was our first team coach anyway. So we're going to play the same football. It's, it's going to be five at the back, three and two in midfield, and three up top. And our, our centre-backs are, are atrocious and our, our wing-backs are injured. So, you know, you're gonna, there's going to be a lot of space in behind the wing-backs. We've only got one good centre-back. I think if you actually got up for the game and attacked us, you'll, you'll, you could tear us to bits on Monday. Um, but obviously yeah. the flip side is we do still have Kane, Son, uh, Kulazewski are all fit for Monday. Um, and there are goals in those three, as we know. So, yeah. How are you, our Spurs from defending set-pieces? Atrocious. We've, well, we've that always... will, as I was going to say, I think that will be our main we've, objective. We 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 are atrocious from set pieces. We always have been, um, and this year is no different. We we concede from set pieces. We we've actually scored a few from set pieces this year, which is something new. But but defending set pieces, it's just nice. No, it's, it's a shambles. Um, we just don't have the defenders, mate. They they switch off. Eric Dyer is he switches off. He you know he, on the surface he actually looks quite a competent centre back, and he is to be fair. Um, but he can always, he's always got a mistake in him and whoever's going to play next to him on the left, probably Clement Longley is, oh, oh, he is a bad, bad defender. He, he cannot, he cannot move. Um, so no, set set pieces and a- anyone with pace up front. I don't know who have you got, who's going to be starting kind it'll of probably, in the full positions up front? It'll be unchanged from the, the team that threw with Chelsea. So it'll be Damani Gray up front who's quick. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be looking to just bombard just personally with the likes of Decore or Nana. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Tarkovsky and Keane at the back, so we'll try and get as many corners as we can. I think that's how we'll try and beat you. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you know, for anyone playing Spurs, they just need to have the ball and, and attack us. And, you know, 
I wouldn't worry too much about what Son, Kane and Kulusevski are doing up the pitch because, you, you know, if they're playing well, you're never going to stop them. They're, they'll probably score goals. But, you know, if you can if you can get on on top of our defence, um, you know, well, you've, you've got a good chance because we can't defend. And, and our midfield as well, our best midfielder, Rodrigo Bentancur, he's, he's out for the season. So it's likely to be Hoiberg and, and Skip in there. Not, you know, Skippy's a good young player. Hoiberg hasn't been hasn't been good this season. So if you put Dakara, Dakore and kind of Onana on them, I can see you winning that that battle as well. So yeah, it's uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see how it goes. I think you you've got uh, what, what what is the Everton kind of perception for Monday? Are you are you quietly optimistic or do you think? Um, I think since the Arsenal game, I think we can beat anyone. I know we lost to Villa, but we should have won. We had a bag full of chances there. Yeah. I think we should be beating it most teams at all. Mm-hmm. With Goodson the way it is, I mean, for as bad as the club is at the moment, the fans haven't turned against the players. Yep. So we are actually up for it on match days. We've got a lot of we've got protest planned before every game now, so that gets the fans yeah, in the mood for going. it as well. So yeah, I am confident, but I know I Spurs are a good team for me. As I say, with that front three. They could they could run yeah, right on anyone then. There's, there's there's goals in that front three, and you know. I mean, you know what it's like. It's the same as Spurs at home. If you know whoever gets the first, the first goal is huge because yeah. head heads drop after the first goal. And you, you know, if, if if we score early on Monday, you know, I can see it being a struggle for for Everton to get back up for it and and chase chase the game. Um, but at the same time, if you score early, you know this this Spurs. The, I've seen a lot in the press about a manager. You know, a manager bounce back. We've lost Conte. We'll bounce back. I don't see it. We, we don't have a new manager. We've got. We've got the say the assistant manager has just taken over. There's nothing His new. His name is uh, Christian Stellini, is it? Stellini, yeah. He, he's managed a few few games this season. He managed the uh, the awful loss to Sheffield United in the FA Cup. Um, he's won a couple of games as well, but you know, obviously, he's always had Conte in his ear from home. But I, I still expect him to play a very similar game to Conte: five at the back, three in midfield, and a couple up top. Okay, so Kyle, predictions. What's your prediction for Monday? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two all. I think it's gonna be an open game. I think there's gonna be goals. I can't see either team keeping a clean sheet. Um and it's a difficult game for us under the lights at Goodison. So I'm gonna say two all. Yeah, I said one one. So pretty similar. Or two one Everton. This would we, we do yeah. a head and a heart one, so my heart was saying two one Everton. My head was saying one one. So neither my head or my heart is saying a Spurs win on Monday, I must admit. So um it's refreshing you know, to hear some and other football fans basically talking the way Everton fans do. Yeah, exactly. I think we're in a similar the table yeah. doesn't doesn't make it look seem it, but I think we're in a similar position as a fan base. And um, you know, I'd love to win on Monday, and it's a big game for us. We need to win on Monday. If we want to get in the top four, you know, we need to win on Monday. But I just I just can't see it. I'll, I'll be honest, I can't see it. Um I think too. Okay, mate. So if you want to plug your socials, just let us know where people can find you. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, so I, I founded and owned uh, Coys News on on Instagram and Facebook. So, feel free to drop us a drop us a like, drop us a follow, and, and engage with some of our content. Um, be great to have you on the page. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put the link in the description as well for you. So, nice one for joining nice us, you. Kyle. And uh, you're not going to say you're going to say, "Come on, you spares!" I'll say, "Up Come the toffees." <laughs> Come on, you spares. Sports Social Podcast Network.